Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. All right, uh, let's go to the Brandon <laughs> Moving and Storage Hotline, and we get some comments about our interview coming up here in a sec. Doc O'Malley is standing by. What's up, Doc? How are you? I'm good, guys. May need an orthopedic uh, surgeon to fix our dump button after that interview. We had, we had some work on that one. But anyway, uh, let's talk about a couple of uh, injuries going on, and the saddest one we saw was Drake Greenlaw, of course, and just a weird injury with him bouncing around and then running on the field or trying to, and his Achilles popping. Is that something you've seen before? Is that rare? Is that a typically a non-contact injury? What would what, you think of that play? Yeah, I mean, a lot of times it's not. I mean, it could be contact or non-contact. It just takes enough force on that Achilles. Sometimes it's just a, it has small little tears, and then it's just enough force for it just to pop. I mean, you saw him jumping, and he just hit it at the right right moment, but it just gave way. Um, probably as the muscle was contracting as his weight was coming down on that foot, um, caused it to pop. So I mean, it could have happened during a play, but it can also happen when he's going to run on the field. Uh, seeing that, uh, I've seen it happen to a few players in New England, spring ball, or whatever it was called, uh, a receiver just trying to come off the line, that first initial Achilles pops. Uh, you see what happened Aaron Rodgers, it looked like a little bit more contact pressure on it, Achilles pops. But it's stuff that we see each and every day. You mentioned there was a potential of like these little micro tears. Like I got like a weird phobia of my Achilles popping. It makes me so nervous because you never know when it's coming. Or are there maybe little signs of – irritation that maybe they just ignored because they thought, oh, let me just warm it up real quick. It'll be fine. Is there any way to maybe see it coming before it happens? Not normally. I mean, we have a lot of like the guys just playing basketball all of a sudden that feel like somebody just shot them from behind, right? That's what everybody says. I feel mm-hmm. like somebody just like came and kicked me from behind and my leg, my foot, and they're just really running down the basketball court when that happens. So um, it's one of those, if you start noticing it, the problem is like there's nothing prophylactic, like you're not going to do a surgery for it before it ruptures. Um, but you can do therapy to try to strengthen it, anti-inflammatories to try to calm it down. Uh, it is kind of one of those freak things that it, 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 you can do everything right and it can still happen. Could, um, but And then why it happens, we're not always sure on why one person gets it and another person doesn't get it. Could, could you add it to the yearly physical at the beginning of the year? Let's just say, hey, we're going to scan your Achilles MRI to see if there's micro tears. And even if you do find it, I know that's super expensive, but even if you're saying, even if you do find those micro tears, there's nothing you can do about it. Not really. Not from a, not that you're going to prevent them from rupturing the whole thing. And then it's also right. We talk about in medicine like number needed to treat. Right? How many would you have to MRI to find one that you potentially keep from rupturing down the road? And so, and that's in all of medicine like number needed to treat. That's what you talk about vaccines, right? How many people have to get the vaccine to minimize their them somebody actually dying or ending up in the hospital with whatever disease you're talking about. And so when we talk orthopedics, it's like how, what is the cost versus benefit? And I don't know there's going to be a huge cost benefit because it's such a rare injury. Like ACLs are much more common than Achilles ruptures. And even then, there's some landing mechanics we can do, but it's really hard to even prevent ACL ruptures. Talking to Dr. O'Malley from over at UMS Orthopedics, if you have a question, you can call us at 661-1037. We occasionally get some questions for the doc um i want to ask you too about the the rehab so what's the process now that he has injured it and we saw aaron Rodgers, who apparently has some mystery treatment could have come back he was back in like three weeks yeah sure he was (laughs) um what uh what is what's Drake greenlaw facing assuming he doesn't follow aaron's prescription yeah i mean aaron's prescription was pretty impressive Uh, there's not many doctors who are surgeons who would allow them their patients to be doing what aaron did as quickly after surgery 
um, because it is very risky and it seemed like it actually worked for Aaron, um, even though he actually didn't make it back for the season, but he was way ahead of where he should have been. But uh, normally you're, you're going to keep him in a booth for at least six weeks, allowing things to heal. Cause that tendon really takes six to eight weeks to heal before you, you start stressing it, which is surprising that, that Rogers is able to stress his as quickly as he did after surgery. Um, you're relying on that suture a lot because that tendon's not healed yet. Uh, you can try things like PRP and stem cell injections to hopefully increase healing, but they haven't really been proven to, to truly, and I almost guarantee you that Rogers had something like that put in. Yeah. And then you're really talking a good three to four month recovery. I mean, so he'll be fine for the summer, um, but it's just going to take some time. And it, I mean, you could even take longer than six months, but that's normally a reasonable timeline to come back from the Achilles rupture uh, is about six months. Gotcha. Aaron, typically, I think, would probably reach out and get some embryos from an sure. alien or something like that. DJ, I know he's got connections probably. up, up in the like stars. Didn't he, like, sit and watch Dolphins, mate? Cause the, Does that help? That, did you not hear about that? No. It's a real thing. Watching Dolphins, mate, <laughs> helps you it has some, heal? some kind of spiritual whatever mm. and it has healing power do you have to have uh, you have to be on ayahuasca or do you have to be eating mushrooms at this <laughs> I, period of time i don't know like watching them in person or just on like the television i'll, like, I'll look it up facilitating it like petting show. them on the heads while they're doing it <laughs> talking about i don't know if he's encouraging them i don't know hey i think you'd work, work um, well with that dolphin. I'll, I'll dig a little i'll, I'll give you an answer here yeah. a little bit but doc uh after that's that whole thing is done obviously uh, I, I could see how a player would not be super confident coming back but would would the Achilles come back stronger than it was before? It's not stronger, but, like, the re-rupture risk is actually pretty low. So I, I wouldn't be too worried uh, once he gets back to game form that he should be able to play. Um, but it's just hard for these explosive athletes, as you know. Like, when you get an injury, it's hard to get back to the level that you were at. Mm-hmm. It can be done, but it's just, like, it's such a high level you have to be playing at uh, to be on the professional level to begin with. And then you have an injury, it's just really hard to get back there. All right, I like that. We're talking to Dr. O'Malley for just tuning in from UAMS. And we have uh, one more thing here. I was going to ask you about John Morant, and you know, obviously he's out for the season with the shoulder, which, you know, again, apparently uh, fake shooting guns is bad for your arm. I don't know what happened there. But what, what's his uh, what's his progress or what's he got to do, I guess, to get through this? And how much can he work, I guess, on his on himself, his game, his body? In this, in this, I mean, it's a pretty critical injury, I think, for a basketball player to sort of be shut down for a period of time. Yeah, so it's pretty interesting because, like, he was – the reports were he was injured, and then within, like, three or four days later, they're talking about surgery. So I kind of wonder if he had had some – because most, most of our patients with labral tears in their shoulders, they're normally not just, like, one incident. It's, like, a, it's a nagging problem that they deal with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I wonder if he's been was dealing with it and then had another event, either a subluxation or a dislocation that caused him to go, now i got to do something about this. So really the first eight weeks or so um, after surgery – um, you're just working on passive motion. So the therapist is just working on moving the shoulder. You don't want to do a ton. You actually tighten the shoulder up with surgery, and so you don't want to over-loosen it because that was his problem. That's why he had surgery. His shoulder was too loose. Um, mm. and so it's kind of a spectrum. So we took it from too loose to a little too tight. So now they're going to work to stretch him out where it's stable, but it's mobile enough that he can be active and, and, and play basketball the way he needs to. Um, and so that's a good, like I tell my athletes, it's about a six-month recovery from that. And particularly my contact athletes with labral shoulder injuries, uh, it's six months before we'll let them have any contact. And for a professional basketball player, it's going to be at least six months for that. And right. so he's he can he's probably not doing a ton of shooting right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really just working on strengthening that shoulder. And then over the next few months, when they'll start putting basketball drills um, and start working on that with therapy. So I'm doing a lot of shooting right now. See what you did there. Uh, let me get Hog Wild in here real quick. What's up, man? Morning, Justin. DJ had a question for the doc. Fire away. 
Yeah, uh, Doc, uh, O'Malley, uh, is it possible to strain or just pull your Achilles? I was out at my mom's a year or two ago doing yard work and uh, got home and from that, and I couldn't hardly get out of my car, and it felt like six, you know, I mean, just my, my right Achilles was killing me. And I hobbled around. It seemed like it took about six, eight months till I was back, you know, like I could climb a ladder and do the normal stuff. But you hear about everybody popping these Achilles, but is it possible to strain it? Yes, it's very common to, to strain it. And right, so that when you strain it, it's the muscle, right? When we talk about popping or tearing the Achilles, it's actually the tendon. So it's lower down, closer to where that that heel cord attaches to to your your calcaneus, your heel bone. Um, and so something like you had, it sounds like it was a bad muscle strain, and that is not a surgical problem. You don't do surgery for muscle injuries, uh, but you do therapy for it. And it, the problem with those sort of injuries is if you don't do therapy and get it strong and you keep trying to go back to those previous activities, you can keep restraining it and re-injuring it, which is why it took you five to six months to be able to get climbing yeah, ladders again. It didn't hurt like popping it, I'm sure. I'd have been seeing a surgeon, but, I mean, it was it was very painful and uh it, yeah, it took a while to get over. Thank you so much. All right, man. Appreciate it, Doc. Appreciate you. We're going to hit a break, and uh, we'll catch up in a couple of weeks. Sounds good. Thanks, guys.